1: Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, joined, as always, by Bill Bender, lead college football writer at SportingNews.com. And, Bill, we have hit the championship weekend. It is time to pick the conference championship games, go over them, break them down, update our confidence contest, and uh, answer a little trivia. You ready? You ready to go?
2: Hey, let's do it! I mean, happy to be in conference championship week. One more big week here, and I'm going to catch you here in this final week. So down, uh, we'll get to that update. I'm down by a couple of points, but I'm going to hit a couple of big ones this weekend.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun. We we're not going to go through our, our regular uh viewing windows type of format because obviously we're just going to we're going to focus on the five Power 5 championship games. They're spread out. They almost all have an exclusive window starting with Friday night and then moving on through Saturday night. So it should be fun. Um uh, and then the Team USA soccer team cooperated. Their game is going to be in the morning. There's going to be no overlap with any college football. Bill, I know you've been tracking Team USA very closely. <laughs> And uh, I want to, I want you to answer now. Who do they play next? This they is play, not trophy trivia, but who do they play next?
2: No, at basketball practice. We were during the game. Uh, my, I'm coaching over at St. Catherine sixth grade boys, and they started chanting USA. So I figured we won. Uh-huh. Um, and they play the Netherlands. So there you go. There you go. I believe they're pretty good. So they, they play play 10 a.m. Saturday. They're getting over. Well, they they wanted. You know, they bumped them up so we could watch Ohio University play in the MAC championship game at noon. I know that's why they bumped that
1: game up. There you go. There you go. I know you wanted to pick <laughs> that game too. You can make, I'll give you a bonus, uh, se- a bonus yep. uh, segment where you can talk about the MAC championship and, and, and root for your Bob Caps right there. No problem. So let's, uh, first, before we get into it, all right, let's update our confidence contest for people who've been listening all year. Bill and I have picked, uh, four games against the spread every week and we would order them in uh, order of confidence. We would give four points, three points, two points, one points like a bowl confidence pool every week. And uh, last week, week 14, Robert week, you hit your two pointer and your one pointer. So you came home with three points. Uh, you got uh, Washington and Texas A&M, but there's an easy cover since they were getting 10 and they won by two touchdowns against LSU and Oregon state came through for me big time. And that was a big swing because you had Oregon State uh, – sorry, you had Oregon with three. the three-pointer. Oregon State was my two-pointer. That was a big swing there. I also got a bonus point when we had our, our prediction as to which game would be closer, USC and Notre Dame or Michigan and Ohio State. Neither of us thought those were going to be 10-point spreads, but they were. USC and D was closer. So I took home three points. You took home three points. And I am in front – as we head into championship weekend, Trochi 59, Bender 55. You prepared to catch me?
2: I'll see what I can do. I might have a we may have to do OU as a special request in the Mac Championship because I'm we're one for one, one and one each on special requests. So maybe we can add that one at the end, but uh we shall see.
1: All right. Before we get into our picks, I'm gonna ask you the trivia question. And at the end of the show, we will give the answer. And this is a It's a two-part question. Okay. (laughs) Two-part question. I was never
2: good at these in high school.
1: Who was the last unranked team? Purdue is an unranked team here against Michigan in a a big Power 5 Conference Championship game. Who was the last unranked team to play in a Power 5 Conference Championship game? Who was the last unranked, like Purdue, Who is the last unranked Power 5 team to reach a conference championship game? That's part one. Part two, who is the last unranked Power 5 conference championship participant to win Mm. a conference championship game? So who is the last one to make one, and who is the last one to win? Ponder that. I already know them both. Ooh, I'm pretty
2: sure. He's confident. uh,
1: confident.
2: I, I, I I I know one of them. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, uh we'll see at the end if I got the – I may be being too cocky, but I'm pretty uh, sure I know oh both of them. boy.
1: We'll see. We'll see. All right. Friday night, let's kick it off. 8 o'clock on Fox from Las Vegas, the Pac-12 championship game. Big playoff implications here. Number 11, Utah versus number 4, USC, the rematch. USC is a three-point favorite. Second year in a row, the game is in Las Vegas. Uh, first time they aren't having divisions. Just the first and second place teams, Cohen, from the Pac-12. Uh, Utah or USC actually represented the South the last five years, and now they will both play uh, in this season. So um, first time these two played, boy, one of many awesome Pac-12 games this year that we have talked about all season. That league was just terrific all year. I loved it. Um, First game went uh, Utah 43, USC 42. USC scored six touchdowns. Utah scored six touchdowns. USC had 556 total yards. Utah had 562 total yards. It all came down to a two-point conversion, 48 seconds to go. Cam Redding took it in. Utah walked away with a win on a night. They were honoring Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe, two former players who had died within a year. Very emotional night. Um, Dalton Kincaid tight end who had 16 catches for 234 yards that night. He got hurt last week against Colorado, but he is expected to play Friday night. What can we learn from this game or from that game that's going to tell you us what's going to happen this game and, and then go ahead and you can make your pick and then, uh, I will make mine.
2: Yeah. Um, so we're doing our pick after each one and then assigning a value to it. <sighs>
1: We can do anything. that, or we can do our picks at the end. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, go ahead. Make your pick and assign the value, and then and we'll uh, just that. That'll cut the. We'll fill in the problem. little chart here. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, here. So I'll start with this. Who knew, Bill, that this would be, in my opinion, the best conference championship game this weekend, and most the meaningful, and most, and meaningful. the most meaningful. And for some reason, I don't remember this being in Vegas last year. Probably because I half watched it. Because it didn't matter to the playoff picture as much. It's it's crazy. Um, it, it's great for the Pac-12 for now because obviously USC has other plans. I think uh, you know this game the first time around was great. We talked earlier on our other podcast this week about Lincoln Riley and the chance to cre- correct a mistake um, that that he was able to do in the Big 12, and that stat stood out to me when he was at Oklahoma conference championship games four and Four and zero, and three of those got him in a playoff. So. And he's got all the same stuff. He's got a Heisman Trophy candidate, probably a guy that could clinch it. And for people that haven't watched him, it's phenomenal. He's so fun to watch. And, um, you know, it, Utah, they're just – it's one of those contrasting styles. USC is the glamour, classic glamour program all the way back to the 60s. And and Utah is the grind – Utah is like one of the ultimate success stories, in my opinion. You know, in the BCS era, they were coming up through the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the whack, uh, and they've fought to be taken seriously. And they've actually been in the playoff conversation more than USC. So I think it ends up being a classic. I just like this USC offense a little more. And I think they learned the lessons from the last time. You mentioned Kincaid. He was amazing the last time these two teams played. I think he had like 100 catches. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going to come out strong. So the spread you got, what is it, three-point? 3 I'm going to take... I'm going to take USC, and I'm going to do it for five. Ooh, baby. I USC. think they're going to – For five, right out the go. And okay. I think they, they come out and close it and make their playoff case. Caleb Williams wins the Heisman on Friday night, and it really puts the pressure on our next matchup. I think TC that's going to put a lot of pressure on TCU because that the other ones I think are in. This one, I'm going to go with the Trojans for five.
1: I'm going Utah. Ooh. Plus three. I mean, yeah. Plus Upset three outright plus three. Well, yeah, I think so. And it is going to be a three pump, assigning three points to it. Okay. Okay. I think Utah loves the disrespect card. I think Kincaid will have another big game. Michael Mayer had a big game against the, the USC defense. I think Redding can hit uh, Kincaid a lot and, and, worked that USC defense. And I just, one, I like the disrespect card. that I think Utah, Utah thrives on that. I mean, look at what they did in the Rose bowl last year, they played Ohio state right to the buzzer. And, you know, I think Oregon was kind of the, the sexy team last year and they pounded them twice. And, and I think everybody's just assuming and talking about USC's going to the playoff, USC going to the playoff. And I think that'll motivate the Utes. And to me, I mentioned this last week and, and, They proved me wrong about USC playing at this emotional high three weeks in a row. This will be three weeks again. You know, UCLA, they had to get themselves way up for that game, and it was a classic. Then they got themselves way up for the Notre Dame game, and they were at a fever pitch during that game. They were terrific along the lines. They had tons of energy. Caleb Williams was unbelievable. Now they got to find the energy a third time in a row, and this time it's going to be on a neutral field. There should be some energy in the building, but I don't think it'll be like the USC-UCLA energy and the USC-Notre Dame energy. It's going to be tough to pull that back up. So I think Utah pulls a surprise and builds some drama for Sunday afternoon.
2: 50-50 game, knowing that these two have split the last 10 meetings. It's going to be a good one. And, um, yeah, I'll go the other – like I said, I'm just going the other way. Maybe it's the –
1: Yeah. Pushing –
2: daydreaming about a a georgia (laughs) usc matchup with that offense trying to test the dogs
1: that would be interesting next game saturday at noon on abc from arlington texas big 12 championship number 10 kansas state versus number three tcu another rematch tcu two and a half point favorite Two teams new, two new teams in the Big 12 title game, and their, their first game featured a big comeback from TCU before the Horn Frogs walked away with a 38-28 win. Kansas State led 28-10 in the second quarter before TCU scored the game's final 28 points. Kansas State started Adrian Martinez, but he was knocked out early with an undisclosed injury. Uh, but uh, Will Howard came in and, and pushed the lead for Kansas State, it was the second straight double-digit comeback for TCU. Uh, Kansas State, that they had 298 yards in the first half and 92 in the second. Um, Kansas State won 48 nothing over Oklahoma State the next week and, and kind of built themselves back up. They're coming in on a uh, three-game win streak. TCU, obviously 12-0, uh, and and will we'll probably be feeling like a little, a little pressure, as you said, uh, to make that college football playoff. How do you see this one playing out? Uh it
2: should be close. You know, why wouldn't it be? Uh they were the last mm-hmm. time. One of the things with Kansas State, Will Howard since kind of taken over thirteen touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um in this first meeting, uh, Max Duggan and Kendry Miller were amazing. So they, they really can't fall behind like they did last time. And that's the key theme of this game is you know, TCU, I don't play with fire when you get in into that. Big 12 championship game. And this is one that's had some unexpected results. And we talked about Kansas State being in that game and you know the one year they when they had it all on the line. I remember the Michael Bishop game and them losing to AM. I remember, you know, them being in this game a couple times and spoiling one for Oklahoma. I believe they had Darren Sprouls then. I'm gonna to have to go back and look at that one. Um but uh Deuce Vaughn could be that guy that that spoils things. So and their rushing attack does cause people problems. So I still, I'm going go to go TCU here. I'm going to take the, the points. I'm going to have them win. I'm going to put a three on it. I think the, the Horned Frogs win. And as you can kind of see that, that will kind of take the drama out of the rest of the weekend because I'm picking UC, USC and, and uh, TCU. And I think they sew up their playoff spots. And, you know, if you're a Buckeye fan, the only I think you're only out. Like if you're a Buckeye fan, you're sitting there. You're only out at that point. After those two win, is like, well, what if Purdue beats Michigan by a hundred points? Like that's your only out left, and and you know that that's the part of this that I love—that somebody's going to be sitting here and
1: rooting for something else to happen. I'm going the other way. Oh right, good. I, I'm picking good. chaos. I'm picking chaos. Kansas State. It's going to be my two pointer, and they are going to get two and a half points uh, in this game. Again, I just I I I. I factor in the pressure the TCU is going to be under. They are now going to have to go 13 and 0. And they looked great last week. They they had no drama with Iowa State, took care of them just like they should have. They seem rested, they seem healthy, but, you know, this game has been weird in the past, man. Last year's game was so fun. Came down to the final yard, the final play. It was very very exciting. This could be another either or type of thing. I think eventually you know, the the, the magic is going to run out on TCU at some point. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to go with Kansas State I'm, I'm, see I'm gonna what happens.
2: Up, I'm going to run up to the garage and grab my daughter's chalk because that's what I'm going to show you because it's going to be a chalky weekend. I'm okay. just warning you.
1: Okay, we'll find like out.
2: Chaos. All right.
1: Saturday, 3.30 on CBS here in Atlanta, the s c c championship game. Number one Georgia versus number 14 LSU. LSU dropped nine spots after that loss to Texas A&M. Georgia is a 17-point favorite. A repeat from the 2021 when Georgia went into the SEC championship game undefeated. uh, Number one and pretty much guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff. What happened? It lost by 17 to Alabama. Of course, uh, that had no effect on Georgia's eventual march to the national championship. The Bulldogs went on to beat Michigan by 23, and then they won a rematch with Alabama, and they won by 15. Uh, so this, this is where Georgia is as a program. The SEC championship game is relatively meaningless. Uh, meanwhile, LSU comes in off an embarrassing performance against Texas A&M. Tigers lost 38-23. To a five and seven Texas A&M team, their second loss of the of two touchdowns or more this season. LSU's obviously proven to be difficult to deal with when Jaden Daniels is on top of his game, and you know they've got freshman linebacker Harold Perkins making plays everywhere on defense. But this game might be as much about where the two teams are mentally as anything else. You agree?
2: Yeah, it's the fifth time they played each other. I didn't realize that in this matchup. And and LSU's 3 and 1 in that and I think a couple things come to mind when you break down the matchup is one uh LSU's two SEC losses last week and then Tennessee. Here's the really bad news. They, they gave up 200 rushing yards in those games and Georgia's a better rushing team than Texas and AM and Tennessee combined with with their committee of running backs. So the other part and I I I slacked you this stat today. Stetson Bennett hasn't taken a sack in five games. it just yeah. don't put him in home That that that's amazing to me. And he's you quicker than the big with... too.
1: He's quick and he's right.
2: Savvy. And they've got good tight ends. They've got and that's the best way that you offset an an edge rush. Which with Perkins and ogilari I I think this has the potential to be a blowout real quick. And. uh You know, I've been impressed with Jaden Daniel. It doesn't, this isn't a knock on Brian Kelly. Nobody, nobody had, nobody had Brian Kelly in this game back in, in August. We were talking about is LSU going to go six and six and why is Brian Kelly speaking in a weird accent? Now he's got him. It's an accomplishment for them to be here.
1: It's amazing. They had 40 people on their bowl roster last year, (laughs) right? Everybody was in the transfer portal. The thing was a mess and they were six and seven. And all of a sudden, they're in the SEC championship game.
2: And all that all that said, um, Georgia's only given up 20 points in one of their last seven games. That was to Florida. I, I think this is I, – I have it. I had a final score at like 38-17. So that that ought to give you a hint. I'm going to take Georgia for four. I, I think they they're the – the cover lock that I like the most almost over, I mean USC's a short spread. I know that's a huge spread for an SEC championship game. That's a ridiculously big spread, but I think they kind of do to LSU what LSU did to them a couple years ago in nineteen, where LSU just hammered
1: them. I think this is almost a payback in some ways. Very, very wise pick, Bill. So wise I'm making it my five pointer. Yep. You made good points all the way through. I'm taking Georgia. The, the history of this game is it's not very close usually. I mean hey, there's, there's exceptions to the rule, but more often they're not. It's been a blowout and I think you're right. Georgia's going to jump on them early, not let them breathe, and it's just going to be a coronation. And like I said, it's funny to think that Georgia came into that game last year. The one thing was a psychological hurdle about against Alabama which they wanted to clear and didn't, but again, it didn't right. have any effect because they won their national championship. So, anyway, uh, we both like Georgia big in that one. Saturday night, we got two games Saturday night. Let's start. 8 o'clock on Fox from Indianapolis. Big 10 championship game. Mike deCourcy from SportingNews.com will be on hand, providing live coverage on SportingNews.com. We've got Purdue at, or not at, verse number two Michigan. Michigan, a 16-and-a-half point favorite. So, they're pretty much as big a favorite as Georgia is in the SEC championship game. Purdue comes in. They are the ninth Big Ten team to reach the Big Ten championship game by winning the Big Ten West with a 6-3 and three league record. Uh, the Boilers reached the title game when Iowa was upset by Nebraska last weekend. Purdue's capable in offense with quarterback Aiden O'Connell and receiver Charlie Jones, who leads the Big Ten in receiving yards. It's not Marvin Harrison. It's Charlie Jones. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, I mean, uh, sorry, Purdue was fourth in the Big Ten in total offense, but behind Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. We've talked about Michigan earlier this week. Amazing performance in Columbus, of course, without Blake Corn, which is amazing. And then, uh, you know, the Big Ten East is 8-0 in this game. Uh, before we talk about this game, though, this brings up another point that I'd like to talk about with you when – Tennessee was getting discussed as a potential playoff team and Hendon hooker was injured. And so that took Tennessee off the table because they're not the same team without Hendon hooker. I vehemently disagree with penalizing a team for an injury. And my, the biggest case that can be made is Michigan going into Ohio state without Blake Corum and winning by over twenty points, right? I, I, I can't tell you how much I disagree with people who knock a team. for Well, because their quarterback's out, they're not going to. You don't know. You can't sure. project like that. You cannot penalize a team for an injury.
2: Well, ask cardell Jones. At exactly. State. Well, they they also had the benefit of playing a game with him and then they just destroyed Wisconsin and he became the biggest celebrity in Columbus that year. So that, that's a great point. And um, I mean, I don't know if quorum's going to play here. I don't, I, I mean, why not? Why would you? I think, because I think they're in, um, right. uh, yeah, I think they they're, they're in, they don't need them, but if they want to win this game because if they lose, they probably slide down to four and have to play Georgia right away. And why not go for the win, go play TCU or whoever in that, in the, Maybe they go to Atlanta. We talked about this yesterday. I didn't think about that until you brought it up. Maybe they go to Atlanta to make Georgia go to Fiesta Bowl if they have that opportunity. Now, this matchup's a little funky, though, because Purdue throws and throws and throws some more, and Jeff Braum's a great play caller. These two haven't played since 2017. I remember watching that game? Purdue gave them fits early, but Michigan is going to do what I think they're going to do, and they will end up overpowering them with the running game, with the physicality, um they'll probably get a turnover or two produce a hard team to figure out though um because they're the spoiler maker thing is very real they're, they're gonna be excited to be there they're gonna play with nothing to lose they've covered three times as an underdog they should have beat penn state i say all those things it's still gonna feel like it's in indiana bill <laughs> but it's still gonna feel like a home game for michigan mm-hmm. because they'll draw so many people to that game they're fired up Uh, I like the Wolverines to win, move the Big Ten East to 9-0, but I'm going to go with Purdue on the cover. I think 16.5 is too many points. I think they can backdoor it. I'm going to go Purdue for two. I still like Michigan to win outright, but (laughs) the Boilermakers and Aiden O'Connell, here's one, and here's a stat I dug up today that will be in our preview at Sporting News. Michigan's 4-4 against the spread against Big Ten teams when they were favored. And two teams that covered were Indiana and Maryland because they chuck and they chuck and they chuck and they throw. And Purdue has more passing attempts than any team in the Big Ten. So they may hit a couple big plays. And-
1: I'm going with Michigan. I think they're going to cover. Okay. I think they're on a roll. And I did. Purdue's not as good as they were last year, right? Last year they had the spoiler maker and they pulled a few upsets. This year, I don't think they're as capable. I like Jeff Brom, um, and you know O'Connell is a good quarterback, but they they can't hold a candle to Ohio State's defense. And Michigan held them in check pretty well. So I think um, when you talk about chalk for this weekend, I'm looking at Georgia and Michigan as as you know big time chalk winners and putting those games out of reach pretty early. So that's going to be my four pointer. We we are on the opposite sides good, here so far. Good. Three out of four. Somebody,
2: you're either going to win by a lot or lose. By.
1: <laughs> it's going to be uh-huh. drama. The, the drama here is in the uh, confidence contest so far. Uh, so Saturday night, eight o'clock on ABC from Charlotte, the ACC championship game. Number nine Clemson against number twenty three North Carolina. Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, this game lost whatever juice it may have had uh, on rivalry weekend as Clemson went down to South Carolina, UNC lost to NC State. Uh, Clemson's 10-2 uh, with non-conference losses to Notre Dame and South Carolina. Uh, UNC comes in 9-3, and three, also has a non-conference loss to Notre Dame. Clemson is trying to win this game for the seventh time in eight years. Uh, the quarterback edge certainly goes to North Carolina's Drake may has had a phenomenal red shirt freshman season, but he has been limited to just one touchdown in the last two weeks in losses to Georgia tech and NC state uh, North Carolina's defense, obviously an issue all season. We've talked about it. Uh, starting with that 63 61 win against Appalachian state, and it hasn't really gotten much better. They rank 117th in the nation right now. Clemson, Fifth in the ACC in total offense, fourth in the ACC in total defense. Not places we usually see them. They're usually top two in both uh, simultaneously. That's why they've owned this league for the last five, six, seven years. Uh, DJ Uangalele was eight for 29 for 99 yards, a touchdown and an interception against South Carolina. But Dabo says he is starting again against UNC. Cade Klubnik may get a chance to come off the bench. If DJ struggles again, we'll see. We saw it against Syracuse and Notre Dame. We'll see what happens here. Who, who do you like in this one?
2: Uh, I like Clemson to win, but I think it's going to be ugly, an ugly game because both teams are coming off a loss. It, it probably a slow starting game also out of the shadows. Cause most people are going to be watching Michigan. It's going to be a little bit different than the pit wake game last year that had a couple borderline Heisman candidates and, Really what it comes down to is quarterback play. Um, I mean, maybe we do see Cade Klubnik if they're bad early as a preview to maybe what the, I think the winner here is going to go to the Orange Bowl. The winner here is probably going to play Alabama. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. either way, we win there. You get Clemson, Alabama, 18 or whatever they're on. and uh, Or Drake May, <laughs> one-time Alabama commit, going against his old team. So I think Mac is going to have North Carolina they didn't excited to be here because they came off the rough season last year so you know back and forth game i do i'm gonna go north carolina to cover and clemson wins i'll take the seven and a hook uh add north carolina as my one so you know back and forth ugly game north carolina maybe leads early and then clemson as they so often do you said they they they're gonna be an interesting program to talk about this off season because there's no shame in winning an ACC championship, but they have two flagrantly bad losses this year against South Carolina and Notre Dame that are teams that those are the those are the games they're judged on for better or
1: worse mm-hmm. and the the home win streak's gone, which they like to hang their head on for a long time. I'm going with North Carolina as well uh, I think Clemson they just that was a devastating loss last week. I and mean, I know NC, UNC is coming into this game disappointed uh, on their two losses as well. But the game being in Charlotte maybe a little bit of an edge for them too. Uh, so I think, you know, if North Carolina doesn't win, I still think they keep it within seven. And that's my one-pointer too. So our one-pointers are kind of off the board. We both agree North Carolina plus seven and a half. We'll review the picks. So you've got USC minus three as your five-pointer. Georgia minus 17 as your four pointer TCU minus two and a half is your three pointer. So you went chalk, chalk, chalk. And then you got Purdue 16 and a half, but obviously Mm -hmm. not winning the game at two points and North Carolina getting seven and a half at one. My five pointer is going to be Georgia covering the 17. Then I've got Michigan covering the 16 and a half at four. I've got Utah Friday night. Throwing a little chaos into things with the plus three at my three points. That's a huge game for us. That is a big, big game. Uh, Kansas State I'm taking in the Big 12 championship game for two points, two and a half uh, spread on that one. And then the one-pointer, I agree with you, North Carolina, seven and a half. So those are the picks. And now –
2: Are you going to honor my request? I'll give you – a one pointer. I'll give you Toledo minus three and a half.
1: If you give me the Bobcats. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's put that in there. That's a bonus point. You got Ohio. Are they getting They're the three and a half point underdog. Oh, they're getting three and a half.
2: Oh and four in the MAC championship playing Toledo. Haven't won a MAC title since the eight. I'm I'm gifting you a point.
1: All right, so I need my Rockets I kind of. my rockets T-shirt or something. And this game used <laughs> yeah, to be every sure. on Friday night all the time. They've moved it to Saturday now, huh?
2: They slipped it in on Saturday. We're right after the U.S. soccer team. So uh, that'll add one more point that we may both need considering all the
1: disagreements we had. Okay. All right, we'll see. That's cool. We'll continue this contest through the bowl season. But, uh, yeah, this will wrap up the regular season for us. All right, back to the trivia question, Bill. Who was the last unranked power five team to make a conference championship game? And who was the last unranked power five team to win a conference championship game?
2: Okay, the the, the last unranked play in it. I, I flipped a coin here. Is it Pitt? Do
1: you have a year?
2: I it was they played Clemson with
1: That is correct. Twenty eighteen. I'll give you that. Twenty eighteen. I Pitt. remember
2: I was going to say Pitt or Northwestern, so I got that one, and I'm very confident
1: in the next answer. Oh yeah, I threw 2020 out. That was just too weird of a season. So like, if if there was a 2020, yeah. I didn't look at it. So yeah, 2018 Pitt, um, and then Wisconsin's the last one to win. Well done. Yeah, they went. Ago? They
2: went. They scored 70 points. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, they beat Nebraska in uh, 2012. 2012,
1: say. they beat number 12 Nebraska, 70 to 31. Well done, Bill Bender. Bonus question: Three future NFL running backs combined for eight rushing touchdowns in that game. Right? Can you name those three oh, future yeah. NFL Wisconsin yeah. running backs? Of course, of course. Of course. It was hit me. I'm trying to think,
2: try, try and think who had the most of the three. It was uh, Monty Ball probably had the most, followed by
1: – he, he had three, but that's one. James White. James White had four.
2: <laughs> there, then he got the four, and then Melvin got one after that. Melvin, Melvin who? Gordon. Kansas City Chiefs squad running back Melvin Gordon. That's but right. That's I remember right. that one because the other end of that is Ohio State was not in that game because they were on probation, and they had an undefeated team. So Wisconsin, who lost a bunch of games that year, went and then we were all like, Why are they in this game? And then they went out and scored 70 points. So I do I I pat myself on the back for getting those two. So you that should. works.
1: You you're off to a good start. That's yeah. gonna uh that might carry over into the confidence contest. Boy, that was uh Let's so hope. impressive. You nailed all three right off the bat there. I gotta stay away from the big ten when I'm trying right. to dump you. Um, very good all right well that wraps our show Uh, we are going to do a show on Sunday after selection Sunday and the field is set that will publish sometime uh, late Sunday possibly Monday morning so if you are looking for our next CFB Nation All-America podcast it will be when the four teams in the bracket are set after four months Bill we're there what do you think What's your prediction? Give me the four brackets. It's been me- fun.
2: I think, I think all our oh, the four playoff teams. That'll be uh the chalk. I thought, yeah. So we're gonna have chalk chalk, chalk Georgia.
1: Chalk. All right. No drama. Georgia.
2: Georgia versus USC. USC in the in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And then Michigan and TCU out in the uh Fiesta Bowl. And then I'll take it one step further. If that's the setup, you're gonna get Michigan and Georgia and in, in SoFi
1: Stadium. Mm-hmm. And you'll be there live and in person. Fun. Hopefully you will not bloody your nose at the national <laughs> championship <know>. game. Yeah. <laughs> have to
2: like clean this nose off.
1: Very good. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we will see you when the field is set. Enjoy the weekend. And thanks for listening to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. <laughs>